Welcome to the story behind the story. This is the podcast that doesn't just tell you the new story because you already know the mainstream story. See the headlines everywhere. This podcast, we took the time to go underneath the headline. We sort through the clutter and confusion of complex and controversial topics and give you only the relevant and necessary details. In this podcast, we're talking about the gender wage gap. It's very controversial, very talked about in the media recently. Found some studies that help explain what's going on, why this might be happening. It's probably not what you expect and probably not nearly as controversial as it should be. Stay tuned for the story behind the gender wage gap. Promotion for this podcast is Kiva. They are a different kind of charity organization. They're actually a microloan organization. So they go out and they find individuals in developing countries who need money, who need investments in their small businesses and their small ventures. Um, what they do is they connect to those people with individuals like you and I. So you log on, uh, you just invest um, whatever amount you want, $25, $50. This money goes towards their greater goal of like $500 or maybe $1,000 to invest in some animals in their farm or their store, some inventory. Um, I invested in a uh, there's a couple blacksmith shops in Iraq uh, just to get some new equipment for them um, to help them out. What they do is they these people pay these loans back over time. Kiva has a 98%, over 98% repayment rate. Uh, these people, it's pretty cool. Uh, check it out. It's a different way of lending money. Typically after they pay that money back, it goes into my Kiva account. I just keep lending that out to people, keep continue using that those same funds for microloans. Um, keeps that money flowing different kind of way rather than just giving the money away and never seeing it again. Of course, you can learn more at kiva.org. So the common headline we're seeing uh, make its rounds lately is the gender pay disparity, uh, the gender wage gap. Uh, that women make 77 cents for every dollar men make for the same positions. According to the wiki page on the matter, I'm just going to quote um, this very first paragraph here. So it is generally suggested that the wage gap is due to a variety of causes, such as discrimination in hiring, differences in education choices, discrimination in salary negotiations, differences in the types of positions held by men and women, Differences in the pay of jobs men typically go into as opposed to women, especially high risk, uh, high, highly paid jobs, and differences in amount of work experience and breaks in employment. Um, this notion, I, I dare to represent all men when I say this comes at a little bit of a surprise. Um, this may not for women, I don't know, but um, it is certainly for me. When I hear about this statistic, or the various studies evolving around this issue, I can't help but think if men are discriminating against women, wouldn't it have been a little more obvious? Wouldn't it be a conversation that I've come across at some point? Uh, I don't have a lot of experience in management or determining pay scale for employees. Uh, 
be they male or female, but I can't shake the reasoning. I mean, surely I'd have considered this at some point in my life already. You know, um, I mean, men don't don't get together, you know, during golf or go to town hall and talk about this kind of thing. You know, I've I've never seen people like really talk about this outside of like media, um, how women are any lesser human beings or anything like that. I've never had that conversation. I've never heard that conversation. Um, you know, I realize we all make jokes about di gender differences, but uh, um, you know, when it comes down to you know being serious, and mature, um, especially in business, I don't understand how anyone would um, take a woman less serious. Although my experience may be an exceptional um, anecdote, of all the jobs I've had, my managers were actually women more times than not. Um, I don't have a problem with it. My coworkers never seem to have a problem with it. Um, in fact, I hold a couple of these managers, um, I hold them up to be some of my most respected managers. Um, so what this all means is I didn't understand the statistic entirely. That doesn't mean it's not true. It just means when I heard it, I my BS meter went off a little bit. And I said, come on, really? Um, I've looked into it here and there, but uh, I found some interesting material on um, people that have helped explain some of this. So, it must first be said that there are really a lot of factors that turn this um, narrative into a very complex one. So, some of these factors include experience, work experiences between men and women, so career goals, um, you know, for uh, you know, the career goals, hours worked, job benefits. Um, these are all some of these other factors that need to be uh, included in the whole narrative. So, women, generally speaking, you know, they expect to be a mother, you know, at home, at some part part in their career, or most of their and most of their life, uh, which means that they are uh, generally, you know relatively speaking behind in experience or because of being a mother they work less hours or uh, don't accept part-time jobs or oftentimes refuse travel or overtime um, women may also choose positions where health and in retirement benefits were actually desired over a higher salary so when these factors are actually included in certain studies uh, studies that are a little more qualitative than quantitative um, it actually does seem to decrease that pay gap. It's not 77%. It does decrease. But that gap does still exist. So it must be recognized that this, you know, it does still happen. Um, if it, you know, because... And one thing to look at it here, if it's really discrimination that's happening, you know, a pay disparity would really only be one reflection of that discrimination. Um, if there is discrimination occurring, logically we can assume that they may be displayed in other ways, like depriving them of opportunities or promotions, or even getting the job or position entirely. Um, so as we reduce all those set factors, um, as we reduce a lot of the complexity and rhetoric and emotion, we're left with one major theme, which, uh, to quote the wiki page again, um, the, the really the, this 
what it really comes down to is the debate, quote, the debate over what portion of the wage gap is due to explicit discrimination. It has been claimed that around uh, 40% of the wage gap is caused by discrimination. So even though there is, you know, some difference, that doesn't mean it doesn't mean there's anything wrong going on necessarily. That's just uh, that's just an observational difference. Um, but 40% of that gap is uh, supposedly due to discrimination. You know, despite all, despite all the other factors. And this is really what I wanted to narrow down on because if you know, in our modern society, women are truly discriminated against, and I've never heard anyone talk about it explicitly. I've never heard it. Um, I never suspected it myself, even until learning about this. And I would conclude that perhaps, maybe it's subtle, maybe it's an implicit kind of discrimination. So when I began to research these factors, this is when I really began to understand the situation. This is when I really began to understand what was going on behind all the political banter. Uh, the first thing that must be said in this discussion. We've, we've, you have to steer away from anecdotes whenever possible, meaning, okay, you know, explicit discrimination does happen. So um, someone could come along and share some story where it's happened, okay, I'm, or, or even where it hasn't, but um, that's not what we're, we can't get into those exactly. We have to talk about general explanations regarding this matter. So, and that's really what I'm focusing on here. That's a story that hasn't been discussed. Um, behind the main story is is what what could be causing this implicit subtle discrimination um, and there have been some studies on the matter uh, here's a study by a social psychologist Madeline Heilman of New York University she introduces a term or rather defines a term called uh, gender stereotyping that is, putting genders in expected social roles could simply be another way of saying gender discrimination, but we all know that stereotyping can take many forms. I would simply call this social stereotyping, personally, um, gender being just one of those stereotypes. Another way of saying it is descriptive stereotyping. That's one of the terms. Uh, so gender stereotyping, descriptive stereotyping, social stereotyping. What this means is humans, human beings uh, of both genders, we recognize certain positive traits in women being warm, caring, sensitive, emotional. Uh, while you know male descriptive uh, stereotypes come into play: competent, uh, assertive, decisive, rational, objective. Um, again, this is what is discussed in this uh, by this uh, social psychologist Madeline Hellman. Uh, the, these are some of the stereotypings that people. Just assume of people, assume of different genders, uh, just a gen general assumptions um, of their positive traits. So, um, in Fast Company, Fast Company had an article by Erica Jaffe. When managers is um, a quote from the article, he says, "When managers have little information about what an employee or candidate is actually like." They fill in the knowledge gap with these descriptive stereotypes, often to the detriment of women. So, so consider, and you know, we've all been through the inter interviewing process, consider really what's going on there. I personally, I, I feel very comfortable, you know, 
saying that it's a rather strange process. I don't think people really know how to sell themselves, even salesmen. It's a really sort of strange process trying to, in a matter of minutes, you know, trying to, you know, sell yourself or maybe there's longer interviews in minutes. But um, I don't think managers even know what they're doing. Hiring managers, I mean, it's it's kind of a strange process. You're trying to determine if someone's going to be actually fit for a role in, a, in an interview or maybe a couple interviews. So what this study has been suggesting is that when we don't know, you know, we find out some details about a person, but when we, the things that we don't know, what we do is we fill in um, those gaps with assumptions about that person based on their social role in society or their gender role in society. Um, so, you know, when women do obtain positions of leadership, typically held by men, they're seen as someone who has broken their gender role in society. Uh, they may not be seen as someone compassionate, but maybe angry or even disliked as a leader. Um, you know, not something I've studied too much into, but I know that there is some observations, um, some studies to suggest that a lot of leaders in the world, like CEOs, you know, generally speaking, they seem to be a little more, uh, you know, get the job done kind of personalities. Um, I've seen, read some things that suggest that they're generally more on the sociopathic side of society. And what's interesting is, you know, based on the study, what it's suggesting is women might not be assumed to be fit for this CEO role job if people see these jobs of a CEO as being, you know, incompassionate and, you know, just someone who can get the job done, you know, regardless of people's feelings or hurting somebody um, or doing something wrong. So that's really just an anecdote here. I don't, I don't know uh, if that's something that's really studied or that's come into play um, in this whole you know, gender pay disparity narrative. That would be interesting to see if somebody has done that. Um, food for thought. Uh, that is the end of this podcast. I'll continue on this subject in the next podcast.